0: such as Ramban, Ibn Ezra, and Radak, Rashi was deeply concerned about the precise meaning of each word in the Torah. This extends even to investigating the grammar of a word or phrase. Rashi devotes considerable energy to explaining parts of speech, verb tenses, prefixes, and suffixes, and many other matters of Hebrew grammar. It is a mistake to skip over these grammatical passages. One reason is because Rashi was a great grammatical pedagogue. His clear explanations, devoid of technical terminology, are a great introduction to the study of Hebrew grammar. An even greater reason to study these passages is because, in my humble opinion, Rashi did not write his grammatical explanations lishmum, that is, for the express purpose of conveying grammatical knowledge. Rather, Rashi delves into grammar in order to clarify the simple meaning of the Torah. One who skips over Rashi's grammatical passages is missing out essential factors in Rashi's approach to the meaning of the Torah. Several weeks ago, in Parshas Vayishlach, we read that Rachel, Yaakov's favorite wife, died and then, soon after, the Pasik tells us, chapter Lamed He, Pesach Chaf Beis, Vayelech Reuven, Reuven, Yaakov's firstborn son went, and he lay, he had relations, literally, with Bilhah, his father's concubine, one of his other wives, and Yisrael Yaakov heard about this. Now Rashi tells us there that Reuven did not literally have relations with Bilhah. Rather, Rashi explains that Yaakov was accustomed to putting his bed in the tent that belonged to Rachel, and although Reuven was the son of Yaakov's other main wife Leah, uh, there was no objection, no objection raised on the part of Reuven. However, when Rachel died, so Reuven felt that now. Yaakov should move his bed into the tent of Leah, who is Ruvain's mother, not into the tent of either Billah or Zilpah, who are in some way not uh, wives in the fullest sense. They are considered in some, some way concubines or servants. And therefore, Rashi says, Shabilbil Mishkavoi, that Ruvain uh, mixed up Yaakov's bed. He put Yaakov's bed in some other place, not where Yaakov wanted it. Rashi says, Since Reuven uh, moved Yaakov's bed, So the Torah considers it as if he had actually had relations with Bilha. And Rashi explains, Why did he rearrange and profane Yaakov's bed, because when Rachel died, Natal Yaakov Mitasai, took his bed, Asuna Tadr that it was normally placed in the tent of Rachel, and not in any of the other tents of his other wives. But now, after Rachel died, Un Bilha. Now Yaakov put that tent into the t- put his bed into the tent belonging to Bilhah. So Ruven came and he demanded a response to this embarrassment, to this disparagement of his mother. Omar, he said, If my mother's sister was a tsara, she was a competing wife to my mother. And in fact, this that other wife uh, won out and received the greater portion of Yaakov's affections, if that is so, well, let it be, but Shiv Sa, but the maidservant of my mother's sister to hate Sarolaimi, should she also be a competitor to my mother should should she also come before my mother, the Bilbel, and therefore. Ruven moved Yaakov's bed. And, as we see from this Pesach, this was considered to be a very grave sin, because, in fact, the Torah calls it, by Yishkov as Bilha. he lay with Bilha and had relations with her. Even though, according to Rashi, that's not really what happened, but the Torah is counting it as if it were such a grave sin. That's a brief recap of an event in Parshas, an event that is written in Parshas Vayishlach. In this week's Parsha, Parshas Vayechi, Yaakov, when he, is, when he comes to bless his children on his deathbed, so to Ruvein he doesn't exactly give a bracha, but rather he rebukes him. And he says as, as follows, Perek Memtes, Pasek Gimel, and Dalit, Ruvein. You are my firstborn. Kochi Voracious oni. You are the first of my power. You are the first, the product of my first uh, use of my power of reproduction. Yeser se'is the yeser oz. To you should belong an extra uplifting and an extra measure of strength. Rashi explains that really Reuven should have been the kohen of the family. He should have been given the the, uh, special privilege of lifting up his hands to bless the people. And he should have been yeser oz. He should have had the extra strength of the family, meaning he should have been the king. But what happened? Pachaz kamayim. Because you were impetuous as water, al-taysar, therefore you will not receive these extra gifts, Ki alisa because you rose up onto the lying place, onto the bed of your father. Azchi then you profaned, yitzui Allah, the name of Hashem that normally went up onto my bed. Let's read a little bit of Rashi on Pasik dalit. Rashi says, kamayim, and impetuousness like water, a haste like water, the quickness and the impetuousness, that you hurried to show your anger, Kamayim halolu hamamarim like these waters that hasten in their running. In other words, you acted very quickly, just as water can flow very quickly, lechach al Therefore, you will not uh, receive these extra things. Rashi says, You will not take all of these extra privileges, which were fitting for you. And Rashi continues, we'll just paraphrase, and what was the, the quickness, the quick, impetuous act that you did? alisa That you rose up onto your father's bed, meaning you stuck yourself into this situation, you got involved with where your father puts his bed, and that was inappropriate. Now Rashi, I think there are two very notable things that Rashi says here, which would not be obvious to the average person reading this Pesach. Number one, is that Rashi introduces the element of kas, of anger. If we read the Pesukim in Parshas Vayishlach, we don't see that Reuven was angry. We see that he had a strong feeling about what Yaakov had done. He had a strong feeling that he felt that what Yaakov did by putting his bed into Bilah's tent was, was the wrong, the wrong decision. But we don't see that he was in any way angry. But here, Rashi says, this impetuousness, this haste. "Asher miharzal laharis that you hurried to show your anger. So Rashi introduces the element of anger. But not only does he introduce the element of anger, but he also says, "Laharis kascha." to show your anger. And I think there's a very important point in that one extra word. The Rambam, in Hilchas Deis, Perak Beis Salacha Gimel, talks about the very neg- negative character trait of anger. And essentially, the Rambam tells us to avoid it as much as possible. However, the Rambam does say, that there are certain situations where it might be beneficial to show other people to act as if one is angry in order to to put some fear into them and to get them to behave in a certain desirable way. The Rambam's words are, It is permissible to be like someone who appears to be angry. At the time of one's anger. But he... He's not actually angry. And that would seem to be how Rashi is is explaining this anger of Ruven. That Ruven, in fact, was not actually angry, but he was showing his anger. Rashi says, to show your anger. Now, if so, then we could raise the question, why did Yaakov object to this? Well, first of all, even though Reuven's anger was not, perhaps not inappropriate, but his act of moving his own father's bed was inappropriate. Secondly, it could be that Yaakov felt that there was some anger inside of Reuven, probably some minuscule measure, but whereas Reuven felt that he was acting purely out of um, ideological... Uh, belief, Yaakov detected some bit of anger mixed in, and therefore he criticized him. Now another point that we need to make, as usual, is up till now we have discussed the content of this Rashi. We are talking about what it means, but how did Rashi know that that's all that happened. Did he simply assume that a great person like Ruvain wouldn't really be angry? I think that that is not really his proof. I believe that Rashi's proof is a little bit later in Rashi's comments on this possek, where he talks about the exact grammatical meaning of the word pachas. We translated it as impetuousness or haste, but Rashi says as follows, and here is a very interesting, very simple actually, a simple and interesting grammatical explanation of Rashi, which I think very much contributes to Rashi's understanding of the simple meaning of this PASIC. Rashi Diboramaskil Pachas says, Shame Doverhu. This is literally the name of a thing, meaning it is a noun. The word Pachas does not mean you were angry. It means anger. Lafikok, and therefore says Rashi, Tamoy Lamala. The accent on the word is at the beginning of the word, Pachas, not Pahaz, Pahas. The chulu nakud pasach, and it is is entirely vocalized with the vowel Pasach. It's Pahaz. The Ilohoyo Lashinavar, if it would have been a past tense, Hoya Nakud Khetzv Komos, Kamatz Vhetz Pachas, Pasach, then it would have been vocalized. Half with a komatz, and half with a pasach, meaning if it had been a verb, it would have been pronounced pachaz, like amar, shamar. he said, he guarded, ha lach, he went. But it, the tamay lamata, and the accent would be on the bottom, meaning on the second part of the word, it would have been pachaz. That would mean you were angry. But the pasach does not say that. The pasach says pachaz. And that is simply the noun meaning anger. Of course, we're talking about Ruvain. We're not talking about someone else uh, expressing this anger. But you see from here that the Pusik does not say Ruvain got angry. Ruvain was angry. Rather, it says anger. Ruvain, uh, Yaakov is saying to Ruvain, anger. That's what got you in trouble. Not that you were angry, but the anger that you showed, this display of anger, this existence of anger, that's where you stumbled, that's where you crossed the line. Now that we are equipped with this knowledge from Rashi that Reuven acted out of a feeling of anger, we can answer what I think is a very important question on the narrative of this event in Parshas Vayishlach. There are some people who might ask the following question. They might say that if the pusik says Vayishka Viz that Reuven literally lay with and had relations with Bilha, how could the Chachamim come along and say that that's not really what happened, that he merely moved Yaakov's bed from one tent to another? I'm not going to address that question now. I'm going to turn that question upside down and ask as follows. I'm going to assume that if Rashi tells us that what really happened is that Reuven moved the bed, then that's all that happened. Rashi is saying it. He is actually quoting a Gemara in Mesech the Shabbos, Stav Nunhei, Amit Beis. I'm going to accept that. But my question is, if the reality is that he merely moved Yaakov's bed from one tent to another, why does the Pusik call it Yishka? Why does the Pesach deal with Reuven so harshly and consider it as if he had actually committed adultery with his father's wife? And I think the answer could be said as follows. Regarding the Mida, the character trait, of anger, so the Mesilas Yesharim, the great handbook of ethical and moral conduct, tells us as follows: In chapter eleven, let's learn a short passage in the Mesilas Yesharim. Yesh haragzon, there is a type of uh, habitually angry person. Sh'Amru that the Chachamim said about him. Zora. Whoever, whoever gets angry, it's as if he has served idolatry. and this is referring to Shiyasu This is referring to someone who becomes angered at everything that people might do against his will. and this person becomes filled with heat. Balimai, until his heart, his mind, is no longer with him. The and his power of taking advice, his power of discerning a proper path of to act, has been destroyed. behold, Ish kaze a person such as this, he is capable of of destroying the entire world. If he will have the ability. But he is certainly uh, something he might be tempted to do. Because intelligence does not rule over him anymore at all. He is completely turned away from any reason. Like all predatory animals for kulva daiva vor al komine and he is certainly with ease he could transgress all sorts of sins in the world im to tvi if his anger will bring him to them kikfar emoy minia aher he already has no other motivator elakasi just his anger The yevaehu And to where the anger will bring him, that is where he will go. So explains the author of Mesilis Yishorim. Now, of course, Ruvain was not such a person. He was not such a person that the trait of anger had infected him so terribly. But we do see from the Mesilis Yishorim the nature of kas. That kas can bring a person to do anything, to do any kind of sin. And it would appear that this is what happened with Ruven. Because Ruven did not sufficiently overcome his kas, according to the measure of what kind of a man he was, so therefore Any slight deviance from proper behavior could be considered to be a great and grave sin, because that is the special quality of anger, that when a person gets angry, he could easily be drawn towards doing even the most severe of sins. And therefore, Ruvain, who allowed the anger to infect him to some, probably to some very minuscule degree, but more than he should have allowed, so now when he did what is essentially a a minor offense of moving his father's bed, but the Torah considers it as if he had done a very terrible offense, a, a really grave, um, a really grave violation of his father's marriage to Bilha. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash